Welcome to the Bay Harbor Brothers podcast, where two brothers who live nowhere near the Bay break down episodes of the Showtime hit series, Dexter. I'm your host, Mike, here as always with my co-host and brother, Josh. How's it going today? Happy Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday fun day. We are going to be having some treats later. We have the Kansas City Chiefs uh, defending their title against the San Francisco 49ers. The bigger story is that Taylor Swift is going to be attending the Super Bowl. That's the biggest. I'm sure yeah. That's the biggest story. And uh, yeah, if you're if you're not in 2024 right now, if you're in some future time, we are uh, in the middle of a, a Taylor Swift craze that um, has mixed itself with the NFL kind of. And some people love it and some people don't. And it's kind of like sums up America right now. So pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that is that is pretty much what America is. It's people that like Taylor Swift and people that don't. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't really know like what Taylor Swift being at the Super Bowl has to do with like politics in any way, shape or form. But somehow we've managed to rope it all together here in America, only in America. Yeah, only in America where a superstar musician can be divisive in the world of politics. Being married to someone who is an enormous Swifty, I will always be on the side of Taylor Swift. And I will too. Okay. So now that we've established that. I don't know if she has a side. I mean, I guess she has a side, but it's like, I don't, I just don't understand the connection to like, I understand her connection to the NFL, which is great. Yeah. Um, like good for them. I hope they're a happy couple. Yeah. I just, um, the people that feel threatened by her or that she's like ruining the sport in any way, I think they need to like look themselves in the mirror. Reevaluate your own life. If Taylor Swift's presence at a football game yeah. is really that offensive to you, I think you should reevaluate. Yeah. You really should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe find a hobby, like a small hobby. It could be collecting coins. It could be. There you go. Um, you know, like taking up waxing people's arm hair. I don't know. Ugh. I don't know if I'd want to do that. Well, it's probably more fun than caring about Taylor Swift's presence at a football game. It probably is. <laughs> I haven't, I'm not really into like waxing anything in general. No? No. What, like Mr. Miyagi? No, I meant like, like, <laughs> I don't know how like women wax their legs. Like I, I feel like that would just be so painful. I yeah, I can't even like, imagine rip, it. Like ripping your hair out of your skin. Yeah, I I can't imagine yeah. that. How much would I would I have to pay you to do that? To pull like a. I'm seat? not gonna wax. No, I'm not gonna wax anything. Okay. All right. Yeah, I no, do. It's not gonna happen. I do have a question about our childhood, though. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. So. You and I lived together when we were uh-huh. children for, what was it, 13 years, 14 years until you went to college? Uh, I was definitely older. No, no. I well, did not go to college at 13. No. <laughs> yeah, I but was we, smart, but no, I, we I lived smart. To, we lived together for 13 or 14 years because I was three years younger than you. So when yeah. you went, when you went to college, we had lived together for like 14 years. Something like that, yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> so my question. No, I see where. You're... 
Yeah. Yeah, 14 years. But my Right. question for you is that did I have any annoying habits as like a sibling to live with? I mean, once in a while, you would definitely drink orange juice right out of the bottle. I mean, that was kind of annoying. We were never like adult roommates, so like we That's never, true. we don't know like each other's annoying roommate nuances, really, That's true. which is good. That is Yeah. good. Yeah. I Yeah. think it preserved Which is good. our, our friendship. It did. Yeah. I mean, I've lost lots of friends that were roommates because of like their roommate behavior. <laughs> I, I still have a roommate that owes me for the electric bill from 2008. Uh, um. but his, def his defense was that he made dinner and let me eat his food sometimes. So So, he didn't pay you for electricity. yes. I'm over it. I'm over it. It's I, time You to let bygones. you sound a little bitter. I <laughs> don't I don't know. well, it was I like a thing. It was like a thing for like a year or two after we lived together. Like I would text him, like, can you pay me for the electric bill? And and then he just like stopped talking to me and then we never talked again. Wow, that's cold. That's You shitty. know this person too. Oh, I do. Yeah. Okay. His initials are MN. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. That Yeah. is So really if you're too if you're bad. listening, MN, Venmo me. Yeah. Time to pay up. <laughs> How much was it? Probably <laughs> like a hundred bucks. oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, everything helps, Time, right? times were tough. The economy Yeah. was really bad. Yeah. I had a, ro a roommate ask me to take out the garbage once, and I was studying for a final. And I was like, sure, I will do it when I'm done. And then I studied like all night and passed out. And then I woke up the next day and the trash that I was supposed to take out had been dumped on my bedroom floor. Oh, that's really bad. Yeah. That's a bad one. Can you give me the initials of that person? Unless you can say, or you could just give me their name if you don't care. I do Because care. I remember. <laughs> S. I'm trying to remember the last name. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. It's just S. You don't know the person. Uh, okay, that's a bad one. Yeah, that is a really bad one. When I lived with Ben, Ben's a good friend of both Mike and I's. Well, Yes. whatever. He's there. He <laughs> love you, Ben. He was my roommate for quite some time. And uh, <laughs> I remember he left like a can of tuna, like the just the can itself out on a counter. And one of our roommates like took the can of tuna and like put it in his room or like outside his door. And it was kind of similar. Like, I don't understand that behavior. And yeah. I don't miss having a roommate at all at all. Yeah. Now I just have a now I just have a wife who just tells me to get off my ass and do shit. Okay, well, that's <laughs> everyone needs that. I think everyone yeah. does need that. Um, yeah, so we're talking about roommate shit because in this episode, I guess we'll get to it, right? We're gonna we're we're you and I we're just gonna connect it because that's what we do. Yeah. Deborah Deborah lives at <laughs> Shadex. <laughs> let's let's rewind. And this episode that we're talking about today is season two, episode two. Waiting to exhale. Um, Oh, yeah, crap, I forgot. we have to hold our breath the entire episode. So good luck. <gasps> I'll see you in heaven. <laughs> That's in last one. nope. This episode, my brother and I, I think, have equally strong feelings about what this episode was and... Doesn't. <laughs> 
doesn't what, do. <laughs> what it doesn't do. But that just means more fun for us because this was personally, I was waiting to exhale throughout this whole episode because I was holding my breath at how bad it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Perfectly said. Thank I you. was definitely waiting to have credits roll. Yes. <laughs> holding my breath for credits. <laughs> Yeah, this was this was a tough one. Um, I do believe they're they're still trying to establish season two plot. They're trying to establish a couple of new characters here. They're trying to uh, create some sort of closure for our main characters from the issues they had in season one. But in my opinion, and probably in yours, it's it's a little bit too much about that and less about driving the season two plot forward. Yeah. And I think that um, when we did season one, episode two, it was another kind of clunker. It was. Um, so I'm wondering, I'm wondering if it's kind of the same deal, but this felt like it could have been a two-part pilot again, like from last week. And uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, I would rather them have taken the good stuff from it's alive last week, season one and the good stuff from this and just kind of mushed it into one premiere. Yeah. And I think there was just too much. They could have trimmed a lot of stuff out. I mean, you never know how many, how many episodes they signed up for, what kind of stories they had ready to go, but this just kind of felt like a continuation of the pilot of the season two pilot. And it was just like, okay, like they want to move on from season one stuff. And like, so do we as the audience. Yeah. Yeah. And if you wanna if you wanna wrap up season two season one stuff in like one seven minute scene, great. But this was an entire episode of lingering season one issues. But we'll we'll break it down. We'll get into it. Anything about the writers or directors or Direct, the director is uh, Marcos Siega. This was his first his directorial debut. The writer is Clyde Phillips. I think I've been saying James Manos and uh, Jeff Lindsay the whole time. Yes, but uh, I think and I'm, 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 I might have been mistaken, but they're always listed as the first two because of their like adaptation for television. But this episode was written by Clyde Phillips. Let's dive into this. And you know what? You and I can figure out what went wrong here. I have a lot of ideas about how I would, I would remake this, but we can circle back. Start from the beginning. Well, circle back like at the end. Like, oh, yeah. Once yeah. we've gone through it. Yes, agreed. Okay. I don't so mean the... start this podcast over right now, no. Oh, okay. Welcome to Bay Harbor Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, this this episode opens up. Uh, Dexter is laying in bed, and he's looking up at a fan. That's that's it. He's thinking about how that's he's fa- how he's failed miserably last episode. So, can't get it out of his mind that he went 0 for 2. Uh, with 14 chickens last episode <laughs> um and he says like you know where is the orderly controlled dexter he still hasn't killed anyone since his brother and mm-hmm. he tried to kill um the the watermelon liqueur last week he that why he tried to do that he tried to kill um the horse cock and was unsuccessful for both uh, just just from the beginning here I think so. My point, I guess, is that I'm not sure that there was enough en- emphasis on the bodies that were found under the ocean. Uh, I mean, under the Miami Bay, because 
so this episode is this episode is called waiting to Ex exhale but like dexter is so preoccupied with like his ghost brother and like like killing a horse cock but like so many of your victims have been like dug up and he's looking at like the death penalty or life in prison or something but like he's so focused on oh i can't i can't shed this memory of my brother like okay i get it but you've known your you knew your brother for what a conversation you knew him for mm -hmm. like that one minute you sat drinking a beer with your mouth and, and you were tied <laughs> to a chair i'm sorry this i i think that this there's too much emphasis on the relationship with his brother and not being able to let go i get it it's his blood brother but at the same time you're about to get fucking caught for murder okay yeah that's it sorry that's yeah, that was my it. tangent no i i i completely agree the if if i'm dexter if i'm in his head i think like as soon as those bags get like dug up that's all i'm fucking caring about like that's all yes. i'm gonna worry about like how do i get out of this how do i divert the cops yeah um yeah do i like leave town like and right it just it's... didn't it, it it didn't track it didn't yeah. track. like he would be way more worried and way more focused on that yeah and this just kind of takes a back seat because of his like ghost brother issues yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. His, and his need to kill this one guy that he didn't kill last episode. But like I can I can I could take I can make peace with that because that's true to his nature and like he needs that for himself. He's yeah. he's an he's he's he needs to kill. Yeah. He's not himself if he doesn't. So I can accept that one a little bit more. As like he needs that to like find his way again. But the main issue with this is like we want the Bay Harbor uh butcher stuff. Yeah. And it's just held back by the season one crap. Yeah. So we're going to cut to the next day. Dexter has awoken from his slumber. And there we are at a crime scene. Dexter drives to the crime scene. He puts on a little hat. The first time I've seen Dexter wear a hat. And gets out of his car. And this is the crime scene of that, uh, that mom from mm -hmm. episode one. So she... It was like her son on the rocks, right? That that was killed mm -hmm. by a machete in episode one. So now this this mom that was going to testify against little Chino in court, even though she was a drug dealer or whatever, um, she's dead now. She's she's going to restify. She's going to restify in peace. It is too bad. And, and immediately Dexter blames himself because if he actually followed through and killed little Chino like he was supposed to last episode, she would still be alive and her little tiny daughter would still have a mother. At this scene, we actually do hear the namesake of our podcast coined yeah. for the first time, which is awesome. Yeah. So Masuka tells us that the name of the this mysterious serial killer with all the body bags under the water is named the Bay Harbor Butcher. So that that's where that comes from. Yes, that's where that is yeah. from. Thank you, Vince. <laughs> Pictures, Vince. It's, um, it's classy. It is. It's catchy, not classy. It's not it's classy. Not classy. <laughs> no, it's, it's not that. It's not that classy. No. <laughs> Do you think that this is a better name than the Ice Truck Killer? 
think they're probably about the same. I think I, I like Bayhard the they, Butcher better. I do too. It has more of a ring to it. And yeah. the ice truck thing like wasn't a thing for very long. It wasn't about the truck. It was about the presentation of his victims and all that crap and leading yes. Dexter down that, that road. And yes, the ice truck was just like, okay, he's moving. That's how he moves his body parts. And yeah. So yeah, I think Bay Harbor butcher is probably cooler just because mm-hmm. it also, because it's fucking Dexter. It's yes. the main character. And he, yeah. Yeah. And so we of, set up this whole, yeah. I like the butcher like uh-huh. ring to it, you know, like the I, and I know we get like killer. some really bad nicknames in future seasons. We do, we do. It's like it's like the mind scrambler <laughs> or something. <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, that last season. <laughs> oh my god, that's a bad. One. I, can't, I can't remember what it's called. But... Yeah, no, it, it's it's bad. I think it's like <laughs> brain surgeon or something, something like that. Surgeon generally bad. Yeah. yeah yeah it's the it's the surgeon general <laughs> is this that one <laughs> so we are uh the whole cast is kind of here um taking pictures and investigating eva eva's death dokes has the most cliche line in the episode where he says take a picture it'll last longer because dexter's like staring at the body thank you sergeant cliche Debra, at this point is canvassing is that the word I don't know. She's talking to witnesses. Is, Interviewing. Is, okay. What is canvassing? <laughs> I feel like canvassing is like looking around more. Oh, canvassing. Like canvass the area. <laughs> canvassing is about looking. I feel like canvassing the area is more about like searching for other clues at the crime scene. Okay. But, but you don't canvass people. You, interview you don't them. canvass people? Okay. I mean, you could. Can't you look around you people? everyone line up i want to look at all of you i want to canvas canvas you you. so deborah is interviewing a grandma the grandma is mad because she says that the cops don't do shit deborah's grandma's the smartest character that's ever come on the show yeah yeah she's been thinking what (laughs) she's said what we've been thinking the entire she nailed it Yeah. yeah we're like yes grandma you're correct absolutely that's the first thing i thought that's the first thing i thought it's like thank you (laughs) uh yeah so grandma says cops don't do anything deb tries to like speak spanish to this woman which is it only makes her more mad because her spanish is not very good but then and uh, batista's like right there so why doesn't he just do it yeah right but then he's still in like he's in another galaxy for this whole episode too He's been in outer space for all of. He's not two. back to Earth yet. No, yeah. no, he's still out in space. But then, because Deborah wanted to argue with an older person, she gets into a fight with a kid on a on a bike, and <laughs> he says to her, "Like, yeah, he, um, Grandma says that you you cops don't do anything. You get the point, right, bitch?" <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so mean bike kid. He's got a mouth on him. Um, he sure does yeah so deborah is kind of like fed up at this point she's getting zero information from the people the people are obviously pissed off at the cops probably because little chino like wasn't he in the police station like yesterday yeah little chino keeps murdering everyone and the cops are just like it's cool just keep yeah. letting him go yeah just whatever the lawyer that he has later is just like are you fucking kidding me i know yeah that's a stupid scene too <laughs> 
<laughs> Here's my lawyer. I'm I've like murdered 37 people, but like I keep getting let go. Meanwhile, Esme Pascal is in her own disaster land. She is in inside the crime tape, like sitting in her car inside the crime tape and crying on the phone with Trevor Noah Good, patch snatch. So she's, I like I, I changed my mind. It's patch snatch. You like patch snatch. <laughs> it's so much better. It, it's pretty funny. And she is crying with him. She says, I don't really like the Daily Show. And he's like, nothing is wrong with the Daily Show. And then she cries. And then LaGuerta comes over. And she's like, why don't you just take the day off and watch the Daily Show reruns? And I'll write up a report. You go home, watch the show. And Esme's like, you're right. I did miss last night. So I'm going to go home. I'm going to watch this episode. That's it. Go home. Go home. Check out his patch. Look for some snatch. Yeah. If you find snatch, you know, good. On his patch. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what happens in the scene. I guess my uh, my one serious question about it is that. Why is it in here at all? <laughs> no, maybe. Maybe Why is that. this a thing in Dexter? <laughs> yeah. Like the fact that Maria was replaced by this woman who is supposedly a hero and like um, completely competent at her job. Just a disaster, like a horrible lieutenant. Like doesn't do anything. She hasn't um, done much. She hasn't I done much. I think I remember what happens, but I'm not going to say it in this podcast. Even if I did spoil it, it's a horrible storyline. So I don't think anyone would care, but I'm not going to. Okay. But Patch, Patch Snatch and Esme and yeah, it's like yeah. a horrible C plot to a horrible episode. <laughs> well, if you guys like what you well, hear, you know, we're, we're on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I guess I'm also sort of wondering, like, how does Esme not see what LaGuerta's like that LaGuerta is being sort of sneaky on purpose, like. LaGuardia's like, oh, yeah, I'll write up the report. I got this. You go home. You know, like, there's a lot of that going on. And if I'm Esme, I'm like, no, like, you obviously want your job back as lieutenant. I replaced you. So, like, no, I'm not going to I'm going to stay here and I'm not going to let you write up a report for me. I don't know. It just seems a little like unprofessional. <laughs> bad, and bad, bad writing. Bad writing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the little girl, Eva's uh, daughter, tiny child girl is brought out and again <laughs> baby. De the ba baby yeah tiny baby girl again dexter is reminded of harry carrying him out this may have been like the fourth time that we've seen a flashback of it's overkill yeah it's overkill yeah it's... i don't need slow motion child sad eyes anymore no no i get it yeah we got it last episode yeah. <laughs> help me okay like okay okay like, i'm I probably you're traumatized. Will. Yeah, um, you're, tra you're traumatized from what happened to you and the thing. We get yes. it. Yep. Um, and Angel has a line here saying, oh, seeing her mother that way. Can you imagine that? And it's like, OK, mm -hmm. yep, that's the parallel. We do still understand. Yes, we are following. OK, we still got it. <laughs> Did you clock uh, the, the fedora watch? Yeah, 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 but, yeah, of course. OK, what He's do we got? A, but this is not a good one. Okay. He's, he's very mis mismatched. Ugh. He's got like he's got like um 
a hat that's brown brown meaning two different browns and then um a black and and gray shirt so it's very mismatched yeah well i don't know anything about matching or clothing or what looks good or bad me neither but i do know that that having a brown brown hat with a gray black shirt probably doesn't match no no i don't like it okay well he probably knew that this was a weird episode so we're up to how many bodies now of they keep like upping the number every every like five minutes in this episode which is annoying also i think it was eight at this at yeah. this opening scene here yeah like there's a lot okay yeah there's bodies right. we get it so now we're gonna cut to dexter uh it, it took them all day to pack up eva's body because it's night it's nighttime now i don't know why they <laughs> we were have to literally... find something <laughs> we have to find something good to say about this episode <laughs> we have just been shitting all over it i'm gonna try but i'm just speak i'm just speaking the truth there here. is there is good there is a good there There's is a some, good. Okay. All right. There is. But there is it, a, did, there is... it took them, to, my point is, it took them 12 hours to pack up her body. I know. It's, okay. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so Dexter's driving and he's, there's a line here, like, because there's something on the radio that says, like, you know, the number of bodies is up to 12 or whatever. As Dexter's driving, he hears that. He says in his voiceover, I have to tune everything out if I don't. Being linked to my beautiful bodies of work will be the least of my worries. And I'm thinking, I completely disagree, Dexter. I think mm-hmm. being being linked to those bodies is the most of your worries. That There's no way that's the least of your worries. That should be the only worry yeah. that you have. <laughs> but what are you talking about? And then we get um, headlights that are behind him. And immediately Dexter concludes that this is Little Chino. First of all, I don't think Little Chino can fit in a car. Second of all, <laughs> not why? that small of a car, no. Yeah. Second of all, yeah. why? Why would Little Little Chino is a? I don't think he cares really about Dexter that much. Dexter tried to no. kill him last episode. He failed. And little Chino just went back to being a, a you know, an enforcer. Little for Chino. Time. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to follow yeah. Dexter. So Dexter. Yeah, he's pulls... a bad. He's a badass. He's got like he's got goons all over the city. Yeah. He's not like, oh, I'm going to chase the guy that tied me down. And like that would imply that he knows exactly who he is. And yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. Like he saw him upside down for a second, maybe. And right. Bolted. I don't know. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is the chicken guy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I don't know. So he thought yeah. it was he thought it was little Chino following him. So he pulls into this like alley. Um, doesn't have a weapon with him. So he takes the thing that he thinks that can cause the most damage, which is a flashlight, and gets out of his car. I guess his his plan is to smash little Chino as many hit, times as he can with a flashlight. Him with a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan. But it turns yeah. out it's just dokes. It's yep. just it's just dokes. Like this is a typical Tuesday, you know? It sure is. And Dokes is like, I've been waiting for it. Go ahead and do it. Hit me. It's like you've been waiting for Dexter to hit you with a flashlight? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I've been dreaming about this moment. 
so yeah, if I'm Dexter here and I'm not assuming that Dokes is following me because he's been following me for 38 days, something is off. I, you had to know it was Dokes. But anyway. Maybe it was like the way, maybe it was the way he was being chased because Dokes was more like tailing him, right? And like following Mm -hmm. him to the, like the bowling alley. But he never really like, he never really got the sense that he was chasing Dexter. And this felt a little more of like a chase scene. Okay. So maybe that's why he thought, maybe that's why he thought like it was little Chino or the gang was after him, you know? Okay. Well, that That, would be, that, that's the only thing that makes sense. yeah, Yeah. that would be a fair conclusion. Um, I don't know That would why be the Dokes, only thing that makes sense to me. yeah, I don't know why Dokes would change his pursuit strategy and like get that close to Dexter's car and flash his headlights, but who knows? Well, it was late at night and like what the what the fuck is this guy doing driving around a bad neighborhood? Yeah, that's true. Good point. Yeah, it's a good time to follow him. It gives him like a there's some there's some spooky people in this neighborhood, sergeant, some bullshit Yeah, like that. I'd keep I'd keep your door locked. That's it. They We got go. to check in with Dokes, yeah. Yeah. Um, and now we're going to cut to Dexter in his apartment. He's watching footage of his body bags floating in the water. We're going to get a little uh, brother sister interaction here about living with a roommate. See, full circle. All of our bullshit Full circle. before the episode makes sense now. It always Um, does. <laughs> it Somehow. always does. So Deborah, It does like, and it doesn't. yeah, Deborah comes out of the ba- the bathroom and she's like, "It's all yours, Dex." And he's like, "Yeah, it always has been." Clearly, he's kind of like fed up. She takes the orange juice and drinks right out of it, uh, the the bottle, and doesn't use a glass, and then leaves the top off the orange juice, like. Come on, you're still an adult, dude. Dexter should have taken the orange juice and then put it you know, on her bedroom floor. Yeah. As punishment. <laughs> yep, just dump <laughs> the whole thing out yeah. on the floor. Yeah. The orange juice, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted orange juice? <laughs> You got it. you got it. Uh... <laughs> that would have been a really fun scene to watch. Dexter shows Deborah some apartments on. on craigslist and deb is not interested um Still loves Craigslist. yeah he loves it every season there's a new craigslist thing and he does say i will not kill my sister i will not kill my sister a few times Yeah, that was funny. yeah funny voiceover then he gets a phone call from rita but it's not rita it's aster <laughs> who has memorized dexter's phone number so that's cool and she tells dex well, I think they have their his number saved. I don't think in it the was in the house phone uh, no, it was reading his cell phone, probably. nope nope No, it was it a was house a phone. it was a big ass house phone Maybe like Rita has emergency numbers like listed <laughs> near the phone because of Paul. maybe And Dexter was on there. maybe Yeah. that was it you solved it Yep. so aster I'm went solving to all the the cases yes of this you episode. are you really are aster found the emergency contact list and calls dexter she says that like rita's acting weird and she's yelling at us and like all these other people on the phone So Dexter's like, all right, fine, I'll just bring Eggos. Rita was on the phone with the funeral home people. And they get into this conversation about how Dexter's like a little surprised that Rita wants to throw a funeral for Paul. And she's like, I mean, yeah, he was like the father of my children. I was married to him. So, yes, I'm going to I'm going to pay for a proper funeral so that we can like say our goodbyes. Part of the plot. This is another one that I'm just not a big fan of. I guess I I mean I see the parallel of like okay we're we want to say goodbye to Paul and like you want to say goodbye to your brother 
But like, I get that, but it's just not interesting in my opinion. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> no, um, it's not interesting at all. Okay. Especially when you have this new like Bay Harbor butcher stuff and the FBI <laughs> and like that's the stuff that you want to watch. Yes. And yes. And we don't get we don't get all that much of it yet. No. They get you know they get into a little argument here. He tries to tell Rita like, you know what? Why don't you save that money instead of getting buying a funeral for Paul or paying for a funeral? Like, why don't you put that money towards like a scholarship for the kids? And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, no, that's a better idea. Yeah. But it's a piece want... of shit. Yeah. But she, I mean, I do kind of get it. Like, you want your kids to be able to say goodbye to their dad. I wouldn't spend a, a dime on that guy. Okay. If that's I'm fair. Her, but now we're going to cut to Dexter at work. He's doing some little horse cock research, as you do. Uh, as you do at work, this is sort of meaningless, but Deborah is kind of pissed off because LaGuerta told Esme Pascal that like Deb isn't ready to be like back in the field. But like of the bar fight because of the bar fight. That makes a lot of sense to me. So don't I, I don't know why you'd be pissed about that. Now, the so they they're all talking about how the FBI is actually going to get involved in this Bay Harbor butcher case dokes is like all right well yeah who's who are they sending they say frank lundy and according to dokes this frank lundy this fbi agent is like a complete rock star who solved like all of these impossible cases that is like a number one nemesis for dexter it has to be right someone that can break impossible cases is now coming to work on dexter's yeah. life or death here but then we we hear some more talk about a, a task force which i know is something you love um LaGuardia tells it yeah, they've had 18 ice truck killer task forces well get used to it because we got some more none of them worked nope the only task force that worked was angel coming from the hospital and saying this is a guy and that's his house <laughs> it was, case solved yep it was angel and she knows that was the task force yeah. <laughs> That was the only task force that actually did anything yeah. to help them catch the ice truck killer, which no, they still they, didn't do. <laughs> they didn't. No, 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 no. no the places no. that changed task force didn't work. The um, no. houses, houses didn't work. Houses didn't work. <laughs> Stuffed animals in the trailer task force didn't work. Anyway, we're going to make a new one because why not? So, <laughs> well, we got the FBI. So, yeah, so this yeah, is yeah. this is big. This is big. Yeah, this is a different probably should have done this. Probably should have done this last season too. You couldn't like, though. You couldn't bring in the FBI. No, because this is uh it was only a Miami issue. These body parts are all in Miami. All right, so I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know why they the probably FBI were just like you, because they probably <laughs> were like you got four ice truck killers wrong. We're coming in and taking this shit over because <laughs> you guys clearly can't can't yeah. can't do anything on your own. Ladies and gentlemen, the ice truck killer, Co- <laughs> Cody Bennett. No, that's not him. <laughs> Why did you get that's a big picture of him too? <laughs> so uh, LaGuardia t- tells Dokes to get on Lundy's task force. Angel has to ch- chime in here. He rolls his little chair over to Dokes, who, don't you know Dokes, Angel? Do you understand that if you try this, this Oprah shit with Dokes, it is not going to go over well? How do you not get no. that? So he says, whoa, uh, whoa. <laughs> Think about a task force door opening. <laughs> Walk through that door. 
you've got to manifest a task force and then you'll just <laughs> probably get a task force bro just to ask oprah and then jokes is like i want shut the fuck up i want nothing to do with yeah. this yeah, like, you're still tried. fucking out of space angel get the fuck <laughs> out of my face like of all of all the people to try that on do you, do you really think that was gonna go over well they really got nothing for angel right now <laughs> no. like he's like some mystical spiritual bullshit that yes yeah so meanwhile like we have to give him some lines he's a he's one of the characters on the show and we don't have anything for him yet i don't remember how long the angel bullshit lasts but i don't think it's there for much longer which means that the show just gave up on it i think the show really gets better when he's a good part of it yes it's true jokes and maria and yeah. when they have this side plot huh. garbage yeah is when it's not good you know? i know i know <laughs> meanwhile horsecock walks in with a lawyer wait i thought lundy no not yet no not yet uh, okay first we've got horsecock so he walks in he's got his lawyer they bring him to an interrogation room and angel and laguerta are interrogating him because eva is dead right but like they mm-hmm. didn't catch him he voluntarily walked in with a lawyer so which is kind of arrogant a little bit cocky he's got stitches on his cheek from when dexter like sliced him yeah which yeah. is cool and um they're like how'd you get that he's like cut myself shaving why did he come here because he's got a floppy disk nope a cd he says to his lawyer show him the disk because the thing is is they're like we know you killed Eva. And he's like, there's no evidence that I killed her. So the lawyer pulls out. Now that's what I call music one CD. <laughs> <laughs> and he plays Zoot Suit Riot and they just start dancing. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> music break, dance break. Dance break. On the on the disc, it's a video of, of Little Chino holding up a newspaper from yesterday, which was the day that and the time that Eva was killed. So it is impossible for little Chino to have been the one to kill her. He, I guess he said, somebody videotaped me holding this newspaper so that it's clear that it wasn't me. Wouldn't that indicate that you knew something was happening and mm-hmm. therefore needed to hold up a newspaper? Yes. <laughs> Making you connected to the murder? A hundred percent. But they don't really put that together. I also noted that Maria and Angel are uh, like way up in Chino's face, like <laughs> like they're like really close talking in his personal space. They're both sitting like, on his lap at this point. Yeah, they are like. <laughs> I think Angel and Little Chino like touch noses at one point. <laughs> like that's how cl- <laughs> that's how close they are. <laughs> I think Laguerre is sitting on his lap. Angel is like, like, "Could you give me some personal space?" Yeah. <laughs> like it's- they're like inches from him. Yes, he's a, they are. Yeah, and this is They're not a guy talkers. that you're. This is not a guy, a guy that you're going to intimidate. So I don't really understand that. So I but guess the th- biggest problem I have is the the lawyer Raul. Okay. Well, he's accusing the cops of harassing Chino. Right. <laughs> this dude that's killed like a million people, and <laughs> is clearly connected. Clearly part of this gang. The gang clearly did it. He clearly killed the last guy. He got he keeps getting let go because of like dumb shit. Like 
Yeah. The mom was on drugs, so they don't have enough evidence. Right. And she immediately gets killed the next day. And he's like, well, I'm holding up a newspaper when it happened. So yeah. that makes me innocent. <laughs> I mean, like, hey, All right, cool. Yeah, let him go. None of it really. They need the FBI. <laughs> I feel like they can hold him. I, I don't I don't see how they don't have enough to hold him at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I mean, all the deaths are pretty consistent with the machete. Right. Right. Um, you can hold him for like accessory to murder, conspiracy or conspiracy to conspire to murder or whatever. Yeah, conspla- like conspiracy. Just... Yes. I didn't say that. I said conspiracy. No, conspiracy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I said that. He's culpable. He's culpable. He's, he, is, he is Dante Culpepler. <laughs> he is Dante Culpepper. So See, there's like no reason why they can't hold this guy. And they keep putting him back on the street. I get yeah. it. It's for de- like it's for Dexter plot purposes, but it is. So the conclusion here is that little Chino must have <clears throat> had somebody do the dirty work for him, and, mm. which is also weird because like he's the enforcer. So now you have an enforcer for the enforcer for the 29th Street gang. He's they got a free. lot of enforcers. Yeah, they've got layers of enforcers going on here. So little Chino goes free. Um, Masuka beckons for Dexter to come to his lab. And he shows Dexter some underwater footage of the of the body part bags from the treasure from the treasure pirates from the treasure pirates in underwater rock mountain. Yes. <laughs> yep. Shows him the other underwater bags. Captain Crunch uh, shows up with Frank Lundy. De- according well, he to skipped De- over, oh, he skipped ahead. over a, a big a big kind of not a plot point, but. Dexter casually asks Masuka like oh, where to dump right. bodies <laughs> right? <laughs> because that he's, is, yeah. his, his method isn't working and Masuka right. gives him like a thousand different places. <laughs> you're, you're they like, all oh, kind of work too. Yeah. I know. Yeah, they do. He's like incinerator. Uh, light him on fire. Put him in like a meat dig a pies. hole. <laughs> meat pies <laughs> was a good one. Meat pies. <laughs> yeah. Actually, he said wood, chip, know, wood chipper, which I thought was actually pretty good idea, but I don't know. That is uh, some serious foreshadowing, huh? Yeah, a little bit. For a, a different show. Anyway. No spoilers. No spoilers. Then we've got Deborah walks into the uh, station and says, Captain Crunch and Lundy are are, he- are are here and they've got an entourage. And so Lundy arrives. There's literally one guy with him. So I don't know <laughs> what entourage. <laughs> There's like one other had, FBI had, guy. He had E and Turtle with him. That was yeah. his entourage. <laughs> Um, like oh then, you meant the cast of entourage okay cool the cast yeah. of entourage showed up yes with frank <laughs> lundy and then captain crunch says that uh we're gonna have show and tell in the briefing room in a minute so uh so we have a new character on the show frank lundy frank lundy. played by uh keith keith carradine mm-hmm. who is the brother of david carradine famously bill from kill bill oh yeah uh, well yeah Half half brother, but um, yeah, you can't really tell that they're related from. They don't look alike at all. Uh, no, I think they're half brother. I think they're half siblings. Mm. Character actor that's been he's been acting forever. Not no like really big roles though. Kind of like a like a bit player type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really all. I mean, I I haven't seen him in all that much, but he's kind of got the same demeanor and everything I've seen him in. It's a very interesting casting choice. Which at the from yeah. the beginning I didn't I didn't necessarily buy it that he was this like rock star FBI agent. 
but I well, get, I, everyone looks more intimidating in slow motion when you like have them walk true. in in slow motion with music. And he does, yeah, with music, yeah. I yeah. mean, if he had just walked in normally, they'd be like, "Okay, there's an old man here now. That's great." Right? No, but it but was like, dun, 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 yeah, dun. yeah, really bad slow motion walking. Yeah, makes anybody look tougher. That's true. That's true. I should try it while I'm teaching. <laughs> Start walking in slow motion for no Start reason. Start walking in slow motion and play music. I'd be yeah. I'd be more afraid of you for sure. Thank you. I do want to want to take a, a brief moment to talk about show and tell. So Captain Crunch said that we're going to have show and tell in the briefing room. What do you think each character brought? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do something a little different today. We're going to we're going to have show and tell. Because clearly this department <laughs> is on the same intelligence level as a kindergarten. I brought photos for would... my birthday party at Funtime Pizza Circus. Guess who that is? Hey, it's me, the Maria. I bought some cheese whiz for my ass. <laughs> hey, it's me, Tony Tucci. I, I brought my leg. <laughs> oh, he's on the police force now. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. No, it's just it's it's like open to the community show and tell. So anyone can come. <laughs> hey. Hey, it's me, Dokes. I brought pictures of Dexter in the shower. <laughs> Next. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Neil Perry. I brought an entire church choir because we're going to sing a rendition of a of Psalm 45. <laughs> and I brought my science worksheet from season one. <laughs> Hope everyone learned a little something today. Oh, but we are also cops. So let's talk about something else. Let's uh, be cops now. Let's try to be cops, I guess. <laughs> Captain Crunch reveals that the Bay Harbor Butcher case is now Miami Metro case, and there are 14 confirmed deaths. So that number, yep, keeps increasing. Captain How do you Crunch... think they counted the bodies, like per head, like per face, or per like full body? Like, did they have to wait for a full body? I don't know. Or how were many they just like, let's just count, left. let's just count the faces. Let's just I don't count think the there's faces many faces then... left. Well, he chops up the bodies and puts each part into a different bag. So, like, how did they count per body? It must have been the head. Like, just because your face is somewhere doesn't mean your the corresponding hand, leg, or foot is near it in the bottom of the ocean. Well, that's so. How that's are they true? How are they counting bodies? It's got to be heads because every body only has one head. Right. Like you can't <laughs> count bodies by arms or legs because there's two of each. Correct. You could unless count... there's penises down there. <laughs> yeah, but he killed some women, right? Are you counting yeah. penises and vaginas? Well, yeah. So, like, if you find a penis or a vagina, that's a body, and if you and if you find like a face, that's a body. But there's no other way to count bodies because everything else is two. Uh, of everything. I like beg ear. to differ. I beg to differ. Torso, like yeah, general torso, a rib cage. Um, right, but how would you know that that torso doesn't go with one of the? How would you know if it goes with one of the faces or penises you've already found? <laughs> Well, that's the thing. If like gonna... who played, who played like the game of like match the penis with the face, match the penis with the rib cage. It's new by Parker like Brothers. Who's playing... <laughs> who's playing that game of syncing up the dead bodies to count them? I don't know. That's a really good question, but it's it depends it's not on a what. Game. If you're it's if not you're a game. counting, it's horrible. I'm if sorry. You're ca... <laughs> if you're count, yeah, it's not, you're right. It's not a Let... game. You're right. Let's end it. It's horrible. It's not. No, I still want to know. I still want to know how they're identifying like the number. I think Let's just it's call it faces. Hit. It's okay. Faces. They're counting the faces. Yes. 
They're counting okay. faces. So there have been 14 confirmed faces. <laughs> Captain Crunch makes it clear that this will not be a circle jerk. This will be two agencies working together to find the murderer of these faces. Okay. And everyone's like, well, I didn't think anyone was going to be jerking anyone off in this. Yeah. Room. This, we just showed each other things from our childhood. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be jerking each other off. Um, <laughs> we might be bad at cops, but we've never done that. So. So then Lundy gives a speech about he he talks for the first time and he says something along the lines of <clears throat> there is no such thing as the perfect murder. We're going to catch where I'm also old. Thank you. <laughs> and he wants to start a task force. Then he shows a huge picture of body parts, a 75 foot mm -hmm. image of multiple body parts. He says something to, like along the lines of this. I know this may seem like it's one victim. And then Dexter's uh, voiceover says, actually, it's two. And then Lundy in real life says, actually, it's two. So Dexter's like, uh oh. That was cool. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> yep. He's like, uh oh. There Lundy you go. May there you go, episode. He also, I think, proves here that it can't be the ice truck killer. Like these can't right. be ice truck killer victims. It has to be someone different. And some uh, people want it to be like, because that would be like, okay, we got him. But Deborah does not want it to be because she wants off the hook, right? So Deborah <laughs> and Dexter are ha are happy that it's not. Well, Dexter knows that it's not because it's him. But Deborah is into it because she's off the hook with the ice truck killer. There's a bigger bad. But of course, they have to put an enormous picture of Rudy or Brian Moser up on the screen. Yeah, now they have one. Yeah, they found one. The, it the comes picture, to life. The picture starts talking. <laughs> I guess Dexter is, he, you know, he's still grieving for this man that he didn't know. He leaves. Dexter leaves. He doesn't want any part of it and says, I'm coming for you tonight, little Chino. Um, I'm going to talk about my problem with the ghost Rudy right now. Oh, top. right now? Okay, go ahead. Because, well, it happens again, but this it is does. like the beginning of, of ghost Rudy. And for some reason, like this trope just does not land with me in any show. I agree like, with you. I just, I just killed someone, and then the next episode, I'm going to see their ghost. I don't Finn. like it. I don't know why. I don't. Well, yeah, Finn for sure. Yeah, yeah. From the Finn 100. is from the yeah. hundred, so we just spoiled that. So sorry. Oh, oops. Um, sorry. <laughs> but. It's just it's just such a played like cliche <laughs> that and it's usually a character that's that's not a killer, right? It's usually somebody that's like they they did it they've done it in self defense or they're you know, they're gonna kill somebody or whatever the case may be. And the next episode they're haunted by that person. I I don't like that trope to begin with, but to put it in Dexter, I feel like it just doubles down as being bad because he is a killer. He is somebody that like kills all the time. So None of this was good for me. I I didn't like any of it. Yeah, I I agree. <laughs> I think with it you. was like it was an it was an excuse to like get him back on the show. Okay. My issue with it is that they really try to make it seem like Dexter was super close with this with Rudy, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that's that's my issue. Is like they yeah, it's your long lost brother who you knew when you were three years old. And then, and then he was a stranger to you. And then he tried to murder your family. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that this would be haunting him this much. 
honestly. Right. Um, right. So that's my issue. But yeah, just yeah, as a warning for the rest of this episode, we are dealing with Ghost Rudy. For little Chino purposes, Dexter goes to a gun guy in the department <laughs> and yeah. says he wants a he wants a weapon. <laughs> um, he asks for a, a like a tranquilizer gun. So this guy, this like other cop, is like, okay, well, I have this gun, but I also have this tranquilizer spear that also works well. So do you want both of these weapons? And Dexter says, yep, I would like both because the alligator ate my puppy. (laughs) (sighs) Such a bad look. This is weird. You have the FBI. Weird. You have the FBI there looking for you. And the same day, you're like, I'm going to go rent all these crazy weapons (laughs) from where I work. Like, what are you doing? Because a gator (laughs) ate my puppy. Yeah. We're going to talk. We'll talk more about his weapon choice later, too. Yes. Yes. I mean, he does try to use both of them, but we'll talk about it. Um, They're both terrible. They're both bad, yes. Meanwhile, Deborah is at the gym working out. She eyeballs a punching bag and then gives it like a little flirtatious shove. And then she <laughs> she tries to like punch the punching bag and hurts her hand. She um, loses to the punching she bag. She loses to the punching bag, yeah. <laughs> so some, some That's guy... Bad. Yeah, That's bad to lose to. Especially if you're a cop. Yeah, some gym guy from the gym approaches her his name isn't jim he goes to the gym and you can call him jim it's fine <laughs> so jim approaches her he's like do you want some help you just punched something and it hurt you and <laughs> she's like okay so he pulls out some tape and he's like first you have to wrap your wrist and as soon as he like pulls the tape she immediately gets flashed back to when she's on the boat and Rudy, like, or no, when she's in the trunk of the car, and Rudy, like, mm-hmm. pulls the tape to throw it over her mouth. So, yeah, she got some PTSD. A little PTSD reaction here. And so Deb basically just runs out of the gym. Yeah. Um, hey, at least she doesn't, like, punch this guy in the face. That's good. Progress. Yeah. Progress. Step in the right direction. Yes. Yeah. Or, like, kick him in the nuts. Like, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to help. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dexter arrives home. Is Jim? A, does Jim guy come back? I don't. Yeah, Jim. Jim is remember. a. He's a character. Yeah, he's a character. Uh, great. Yeah. Okay. So Dexter arrives home, and again we've got another like crying scene with Deb, and he's like, "How are you doing?" And she like flips out on him, saying like, "Whoa, how am I doing? Oh, well, I'm not doing well. I'm doing bad." And then yells at him and, cr- and cries. And he's like, "Okay, oh god, yeah, just go to your oh, room. Okay, I don't want to see your, I don't want to see your crying face. Yeah, oh pickles, pickles." <laughs> so she cries. I mean, uh, she did just see Rudy. On the, she saw Rudy like blown up on the screen, and yeah, no, I get that. But like, she wants to. She wants. She, yeah, I know. Just be like, um, honestly, Dexter, I'm not doing well. I've had a rough day. Can we talk about it? Sure. Not like. Yeah misdirected anger at him for asking you how you're doing well she's kind of known for misdirected anger that's true it is and, i guess it is consistent with her character here comes my favorite scene of the entire episode yeah so dexter shows up to horsecock's party <laughs> in a sneak sneak outfit in a thunderstorm <laughs> in a thunderstorm yes 
He's got his trank gun number one. Why is he at this party? Why is he? I don't know. Why is he doing this at a party? Uh, no Couldn't clue. tell you. Couldn't could not tell you. And Why is he in the middle of the street holding no, a gun? No clue. <laughs> What's the point of a sneak Why sneak does he outfit? not have his face covered? Yeah. What's the point of a sneak sneak outfit if you're going to stand out in public in the middle of the street? In the middle of the street <clears throat> during a party during a party. with a gun. And conveniently enough, This this is his plan this to is get little Chino. this is it. Conveniently enough, Horsecock walks to the driveway by himself away from the party to smoke a cigarette. Dexter then kind of steps out from the shadows and <laughs> points the trank gun at Chino. And then little Chino's like, oh, oh, I was like waiting for you. And then goons, Oh, hey. goons just come Yeah. from all directions. Yeah. And He's got goons set up everywhere. Yeah. yeah, goons are everywhere. I don't know if one of them like gets a punch in on Dexter. I think they do, right? And he like drops I think the someone clocks the trank him. gun. Yeah. Does And he? so Okay. something like that. But like if you're going to catch him by surprise, maybe like like grab him, right? But they just like punch him and then he gets away. And then in point Right. four point four seconds he is inside the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> yep yep it gets down there real fast He gets down into i have the so sewer. many problems with this plan and the execution and I. like like this is the hardest maybe the hardest adversary you've gone up against like Mm -hmm. the chickens in the car didn't work No. so like maybe think this through and not just like i'm gonna walk down the middle of the street with a gun when he's at a party and just point it at him that's the plan And what if he didn't come out to the driveway to smoke a cigarette? Like, Right. what what was the plan? Like, going into Like the party and tranking him? Yeah. Okay, everyone. Hey, don't mind me. <laughs> I'm I'm just here gonna, for Chino. yeah, I'm just gonna drag this mountain out of the house. Okay? Ignore me. He basically, like, hides from the goons in a sewer. Theoretically, he remains there most of the night because they're like, Did you uh connect this to anything? uh, it? Yeah. You want a balloon? <laughs> There's a Bang. great there's a great shot of it's just his eyes like Hey, Chino, you want a balloon? <laughs> <laughs> they all float out here, Chino. you sounded a little like like a mafia man I don't know. who is also part They clown. all float. They all float, Chino. They You all will, too. float down here, Chino. I am the one with the power. <laughs> They sound really similar. Chino has Chino has the paper boat that Like it's stuck in the sewer grate. He Hi, hides. Cheeto. Hi, Cheeto. What a balloon. He's in the he's in the sewer. I guess he has to wait out with the goons because they're gonna get tired and probably need to go to bed bedtime at some point. And Bedtime. bed bedtime. Bedtime for <laughs> bedtime for goons. yep. Even goons need bedtime. That's what I always They say. do need sleep. Yep. They are, they do need sleep. Yes. Goons need They got to get back to gooning the next day. They need a good eight hours. While he's in the sewer, he flashes back to him and his brother, Brian, sitting in the shipping crate, holding hands. And once again, Harry grabbing Dexter, pulling him away from Bryony, Bryony, Brian, and, Bryony, um, <laughs> it's like the tenth, <laughs> tenth time we've seen yeah, this scene. what, what, who, stop. Yeah. And Dexter's like, uh, don't. No, Brian's like, Dexter, don't leave me. 
no. And Dexter's like, Biny. And again, we see this. Slow motion, um, child sad eyes. Great. Now it's the next morning. Deborah runs in late to the to the department and kicks uh, Lundy's suitcase, which starts leaking water. She's like, some <laughs> asshole left this out. And he's like, it's me, special agent asshole. And also, is your briefcase a plant? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's just my mobile aquarium. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> I've got little fishies in here. <laughs> Would you you're like really, to see my fishies? You're, <laughs> I've got two goldfish and a piranha. <laughs> one's named Flipper and one's named Stam. Stam? S-T-A-M? Yep. <laughs> Those are the name of the fish. I named my piranha Stam. <laughs> you just... <laughs> oh, man. Yep, here we yep. go. Okay. It's that time of the podcast. That's it. So, <laughs> so his aquarium. So Deborah kicks up, <laughs> kicks over his fish bowl. Yes, his mobile fish bowl. Stam dies, but it's okay because Coco lives. I don't know. Remember the name of the other fish? Um, yeah, uh, it was it's Flipper. Flipper, right? It's Flipper. He takes his his aquarium to the kitchen area, opens his brief his suitcase, which really it's like. A, a small plant and like a bottle of water. <laughs> That's all he has in his briefcase. He takes out the like tub of water and dumps it. And then this Dokes is like, this is a good time to approach Lundy. I have a lot of issues with this scene They're on multiple levels. So yeah. first off, Dokes approaches Lundy, right? And he's like, I got to try to get on his task force. He's like, I, I think I would be a great addition. Uh, well, for, but first he says, can I talk to you for a second? And Lundy says, you can talk to me for a lot of seconds because you know what? Good tea. I'm a character on the show now, James. Yeah. Good tea <laughs> takes time. So, tea time, James. So Grandpa's going to make some tea here. And <laughs> he says good tea. I find tea myself being more of a chamomile kind of guy. <laughs> Personally, I like Earl Grey. What do you think, James? Flipper? I'll drink tea, some... bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, good tea takes time. I have a lot of time to talk to you, right? Then Dokes goes into saying like... Wait, was he <laughs> using the water that was spilled out of his plant to make tea? Or was he using different water? No, that was his drinking tea water. That tea. was his drinking water. <laughs> He's got different tea water. So what... But Okay, so he like dumped out his plant water. water yes. And then started making tea. With yeah. different water. With the water from the sink, the, from the faucet. Okay. I don't know I how he was he's... saving resources and using his like tipped over water to make tea. <laughs> nope. Okay. No, he had to dump that out no. and and <laughs> yeah. half of it was on the floor. So he so he's gonna make tea. I don't This is important. <laughs> this is really important. I didn't I didn't see what he was doing. I didn't see uh -uh. what tea no. he was making. But I do know that his conversation with Dokes was about 12 seconds. Dokes is like, I think I'd be a good fit on your task force. And Lundy's like, no, no. No, you wouldn't. You probably wouldn't. <laughs> and then he's done making tea and walks away. Um, the end. <laughs> the end. But the other problem I have with this, right, is that he says to Dokes, 
I don't think you'd be a good fit because you are sort of mean, right? Like you're just mean. You 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 don't get You along like, well with people. yeah, And jokes you is swear a lot. you swear Yeah, a lot. and you're tough. And you're you're too tough for to get You're along way with people. too tough for this task force. And so James We is need like, chill people on this task force. Yeah. You're not chill. You're not. And James is like, what do you mean? And then he says, can somebody clean this shit up? <laughs> and Lundy is like, that's why you're not Yeah, on the task force. that's it right there. That's it. What you just did, what you said. There, so there's a lot of things going on here that I don't like. The, None of it. The good, Yeah, none of it. the good tea didn't take any time, first of all. So that's a lie. Right. Second of all, Yeah. you didn't really have a lot of time to spare because you didn't give Dokes more than 15 seconds. And third Right. of all, Dokes kind of fucked it up by... just screaming at people as soon as Lundy said he doesn't work well with others. So <laughs> He's like, first off, maybe you should stop following uh, one of our employees yeah, all the time. maybe stop harassing the blood spatter analyst. So that scene Maybe he happened. got the maybe he got the file on Dokes and like uh, Guerrero and all that stuff. Maybe he maybe he like did a background and like looked at other cases and stuff. He did. Yeah. He's He's not a, he's not wrong. no, He's not wrong He's at all. not wrong. Plus, he probably looked at the other task forces that James tried to head up and realized that they all failed. <laughs> James, do me a favor. Go look at places that have changed. Uh, wow, your Lundy voice Verge <laughs> are good just at that. gets better and better. It is, it's really good. I'm good at voices. Yeah, you are. So now we're going to cut back to Dexter's apartment. Rita shows up. She is hiding around the corner um, from his apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is, <laughs> I guess, a little strange. She finds a she finds a pillar of earth and hides behind it. <laughs> For how many hours? <laughs> Who's to say? Um, Why not stand in front of the door? Doesn't yeah, matter. you We don't it need does. to, we don't need to think about that. No, because the element of surprise <laughs> is a little bit better, hiding, right? hiding from people you know and popping out is way more effective. <laughs> I agree. That's what I do every single day to everyone I know. <laughs> um, I'm here. Dun dun dun. yeah. Okay. Remember me? Dexter looks like Dexter looks like shit. He looks like absolute. Well, if you're gonna be in a sewer all night, <laughs> you, that's what you're gonna look like. She says She's that like, she what the like. fuck, dude? Yeah. Where where have you been? Yeah. She says she's tried to call him. He he like he had. He's like, oh, I was I pulled an all nighter, and she's like, yeah, I called. I called the police station. You like weren't there. He's like, yeah, it's, it's been taking me to places like different places. Like, look, places I didn't think I'd ever go. It's like. Okay. Yeah. So you went into a sewer for the cops in the middle of the night. Okay. This is so... Yeah, I was That's following that's believable. a lead, following a lead into this into the Miami sewer system. That's that's believable. <laughs> We're just going yeah. to roll with that. Is it just me or did did Rita look significantly constipated this entire episode? Uh, I didn't I didn't catch that, but No. Okay. It's just like her she doesn't face. really have a lot of time. Her face was Yeah. like gnarled the whole episode. You know. Well, she does have a lot to do, so I guess that's probably good. Yeah, that's true. She doesn't really have time to go if she Should wanted go poop. to. Yeah, no. But also surprise because the funeral is now. It's today. So It's right now. it's it's right happening. now. Yeah. So um, Dexter, you need to change out of your sewer garb and 
look presentable <laughs> because I'm taking you to a, to a funeral now. Yeah. And he's like, no, nah, I don't really want to go. And she's like, fuck you. Let's do it. He looks down at his Barbie head and says, give me 10 minutes. Yeah. Why does he still have that? Because, well, when anyone the... when anyone on the forest recognized that as like, oh, shit. Yeah. Why does maybe. he have a random fucking doll head on his keychain? Yeah, maybe. That's probably stupid to keep around, but no, uh, but they're not good cops, so it doesn't matter. No, that's true. But yeah, I mean, I, I understand the Barbie head represents this idea that he can't let go of his brother, and I get that, but like, I don't know. Why yeah. are you thinking about your brother in this moment? Who cares? Yeah, it's dumb. Meanwhile, Angel and Deb are doing some canvassing. <laughs> Fedora watch. Uh, it's much better. It's much better. He's got it. <laughs> He's got brown and white stripes, so you know, like alternating monochromity. That's yep. a word. I made that up. Oh, okay. Monochrome. Monochrome. Monoc- I like monochromity, though. I made that up. Cool. And then Good like word. a bra- uh, brown black hat. So, oh, yeah. He he needed to ditch the brown brown. That was yeah. just way too much. He looked like the Curious George guy. Yes. From yeah. Curious George. He did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad he changed. It was definitely time. He changed. He looks a lot better. You know why? Um, because he's putting they... out good vibes into the universe. So he says something like they, they knock on some woman's door and the woman's like, no, I don't want to come talk to you. You're the cops and you suck. And then he's like, he, he says to Deb, like, well, karmically, we're batting a thousand. <laughs> we'll put some good vibes out in the universe. And, you know, well, we'll get something back. And like, because this failed. In the future, karmically, we're gonna balance the shit out. And she's like, she's like Angel, can you just can you just shut the fuck up? Yeah, like, please. Deborah uh sees mean bike boy. He's back and he is yeah. spray painting her car. She goes on a wild goose chase, a la the sandlot, to chase this child <laughs> through the streets of Miami. I guess that makes her the dog, So right? she's the dog. Yeah. She's the dog, and the kid is Benny the Jet. Benny the Jet, Rodriguez, yes. Okay, got it. Okay. And just like in the Sandlot, the dog is faster than the kid, right? Well. Or no. No, I think, he gets, I think the kid makes it over back over the fence, right? He does. That's true. So, okay. Yeah. She doesn't chase the kid into a movie theater, though. <laughs> like in the Sandlot. No, that would have no. been great. That would have been they cool. They crashed through the... Through the, screen. through the yeah. screen yeah and it's christopher lloyd and back to the future like that's the video <laughs> that's the movie uh, <laughs> that'd be awesome so because deborah has been working out so much i guess she's like really really fast and in great shape yeah. chases this kid down tackles him straddles him he says to her which was really cold <laughs> says get off of me unless you want to fuck me like you fucked the ice truck killer <laughs> Yeah. Like holy shit, man! This kid—that is yeah. Why savage. does every single person in Miami know who she is? Like, yeah, and exactly what happened. Yeah, and if you're a 12 year old kid, I don't think you're really gonna be like knowing exactly. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but no, like um, 40 something days later. No, yeah, no. So she, I guess, she's so triggered by that comment that she pulls a gun on the kid and like yeah, sticks cool. it in his face and. Luckily, Angel hobbles his way over at this moment. Yeah, how does like, he catch up? How does he catch up? 
They I ran for a really long time. Yeah, they ran for a while, and he was just stabbed like a, a few weeks ago. So and I don't he was, know. And he was like looking through a telescope in outer space. So that's true. Like, yeah, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he got him. He luckily he arrives before Deb can do anything with his gun and yells at her to like stop and holster her gun. And the camera pans out, and me and Bike Kid has peed his pants. Sorry, I promised I wouldn't bring up Lost again, but uh oh, okay. this reminded me so much of of Ana Lucia when she like gets back on the force after some trauma. Oh yeah. And she remember that scene? Yeah. Yeah. And the guy's like, uh, they're having a domestic, it's just a domestic dispute. The, yeah. With just like the, the noise. The TV, like, right? There's a TV yep, and yeah. they're fighting over. Yeah. And she just like pulls a gun and like the other cop has to deescalate the whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, Michael Cudlitz, right? Yeah. That's yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. who has been in a lot he's been in the walking dead lost and prison break all amazing yeah plays. yeah yep. yeah um i like michael cudlitz he yeah, would have been cool on dexter he would have yeah. been cool on he would have been a great like big bad i think yeah or even like another cop that's just yeah. like not one of the main ones but has yeah but they don't have enough storyline for the other cops so that's we can't true. really bring anyone else in yeah. yeah plus memories is on vacation I, don't, I i haven't seen him in a while he's making new memories i guess he went to learn about cameras yes <laughs> meanwhile dexter rita aster and cody have arrived in church for paul's funeral which um this was a almost unwatchable scene for me personally yeah i didn't love it because of ghost rudy and just for a lot just a lot of reasons i I think that it's too they spend a little too much time in this space when there's so much else going on in this episode that is more important but i digress cody says come on dexter it's okay pulls dexter into the church and the rest nobody there yeah it's notable (laughs) that no one else showed up here no one's there why is and the Cody... priest is like blah blah blah. He's he despite his flaws, he was still an asshole and like <laughs> so by... like there's no redeeming qualities to this no. fucking guy. The priest is just like this was a person and this person just this doesn't was yeah. a man. Yeah, who died. Yeah, it's hard to have a funeral <laughs> for like a bad person, like a yes. really bad person. This is the second time this episode that Cody is holding a Russian doll. Now I was trying to figure out if there's some sort of um, purpose behind that, if there's some sort of meaning behind the Russian doll yeah, symbol here. Yeah, yeah, yep. So what I, is I it? I could tell you exactly. Okay, tell me. There isn't one. Oh, okay. Damn it. <laughs> I really thought you were going to give me some clarity there. <laughs> So I guess it, it has nothing to do with letting okay. this. This is about letting go. Russian dolls are about unlocking new things. Are no, Russian dolls no about like layers, right? And yeah, I don't this know. Episode is about letting letting go. Okay, all right. So there's there's zero there, reason for that. Got it. <laughs> nothing. No um, reason. Okay. The priest um, asks the family to come forward for silent prayer. So. Rita, Aster, and Cody all go up onto the Bima. <laughs> nope, not a Bima. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that is Jewish. I don't know what that's that Jewish is. stuff. So it's the the stage. The, 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 the altar. The altar. There it is. Rita says something like, I hope you found your peace, Paul. Aster puts like a flower on the casket. Cody says goodbye. And meanwhile, Dexter... Put some, 
put some band-aids on there too yeah they just <laughs> load up with band-aids um, we just start wrapping it up in like bandage tape yes she does um <laughs> aster puts the frying pan up on the casket um the, the candy land board the candy yeah. land board yep mm-hmm. the yellow the yellow cup <laughs> meanwhile Dexter's sitting in his church and he looks around and he, he looks at jesus a picture of jesus christ who is like slashed up in this image right yep that's after yeah it's like post crucify yeah. yes and the priest walks up to him and says like i'm sorry for your loss or whatever and then ghost rudy is appears and is sitting on the bench on the the, the pew the pew the popple what is it pew. called is it the pew he's sitting on the pew next to dexter <clears throat> he's i guess dexter is wondering like all right how do i let go of you how do i let go of rudy also not a big fan of this dialogue. I think they could have taken it in a different direction. And I don't mean to be mm-hmm. th- this negative, but Rudy says, it's not your fault what you did to me. It's human nature. And Dexter says, I'm not human. And Rudy says, no, you're just fucked up. That's the dialogue. And I'm not... Yeah, no. I just wasn't... I, I didn't really like feel anything from that dialogue. And I no. feel like if you're going to really emphasize that this relationship was more meaningful, so meaningful to the point where it's like, it has this hold on Dexter. I think that this dialogue could have gone in a different direction where it's like, no, Dexter, you actually are human. And like, that's that's the mm-hmm. whole point here is that you're so mm-hmm. torn up because you are human. And it, mm-hmm. I don't know. This just didn't do it for me. No, the writing was just not good. It, it they, just felt lazy. If they, if it, if you're gonna, really lazy, if you're going to bring this guy back, like, yes, he was a really cool character, amazing mm-hmm. villain. It, this was the show like, yeah, we want to get him back for a little bit as like a homage or whatever, mm-hmm. like at least make it count. And, and they, yeah. they really didn't. They, yeah. It was just really weak, lazy writing. And yeah, I think what you said was, was spot on. It should have been more about like, yes, you are human. You did what you had to do because because you have this connection with Deborah and you want to learn about humanity more and be more of a normal slash whatever quote unquote person. And he looks yeah. like extra Gollum ish. Like he his does. hair, his hair yeah. is like all wrapped around his ears and stuff. <laughs> well, what's Gollum's voice? I don't know. I just. The precious. Oh, the right. Stores it. it from us. Dexter, get on the boat and dump the bags of fences into the into Bell Harbor. Dexter <laughs> likes cutting up people. <laughs> he wants it. He likes to cut up people and dump them into Bell Harbor, butcher. It's just human nature. You just fuck that. That was more ET, but yeah. that was close. Um, yeah. yeah, that dialogue, and then Dexter's like, "I need to let you go." Uh, yeah, we knew that. Then Cody, if you want, if you want some advice on letting things go, you can go see Maria that's because true. she sang a whole song about it. That's really, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, bring back that yeah. song. Cody says, "Does this mean you'll be my dad now?" And that scene's over. Thankfully, he's like, "Nope, <laughs> I will not be your father." I am see not. Ya. I am not. Yeah. So Deb's like uh, going off the rails on this kid. Ended up turning into a good cop thing (laughs) yeah ish yeah i mean luckily deborah's like insane emotional 
outburst on a 12-year-old child did lead to this boy who we learn his name is Joey Nunez. Um, it led to him basically ratting on the entire 29th Street gang. Where they keep where they keep the drugs. Right. So yeah. Miami Metro is now watching from the window as the entire 29th Street gang has been captured and brought in. But is it the whole gang? It's the whole gang. Except for one person. Not yeah. Yeah. Little Chino has not been caught, but the rest of the gang has been caught. You know, they they give Deborah a little bit of like a a congrats. <laughs> good, good good job. Job, I guess. Pulling a gun on a 12-year-old <laughs> who spray painted your car. Good work. Good job making him pee. We're really proud of you. I mean, it was a pretty big drug bust. It was, but there's probably other ways you could have gotten it. Yeah? Be just, real cops. Yeah, just do not that. So now we got LaGuardia's La got like a file. She's got a folder file. She's got some files. Uh, files. And Dokes, fingers delivers it personally. Yes. Dokes is like, what do you got in there? And she's like, no, no, no. I I know, but you don't know. <laughs> it's my file. She, I love folders. Let me look at that, bitch. Let me look at that folder. And she's like, no, no, you have your own folders to worry about. So she walks into Esme's office. She's like, I peeked at the, your file here. I just want to let you know that we don't use department resources for personal reasons. So apparently these are phone records that Esme has ordered to catch Patch Snatch. Yeah. Right? Catch uh, the Patch Snatch. Catch the Patch Snatch. Episode three is entitled Catch Patch Snatch. Catch the patch snatch. Catch the patch snatch as he <laughs> splashes. <laughs> nope. <laughs> These are her boyfriend's phone records because she suspects that he is cheating on her. Correct. And this and is look, this yeah. is our C plot of horribleness. This is I'd call it a C minus, but yes, C plot for sure. Um, well, I mean, what's the B? The B plot is the Bay Harbor, unfortunately. And the A plot is the letting Rudy. go crap. Letting go. Yeah. So Lagreda's like, yeah, we don't we don't use department resources for personal reasons. Esme's like, I'm. Oh wait, I'm the D plot is Angel in Outer Space. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Angel in Outer Space. <laughs> um, the F plot is peeing your pants is cool. Lundy makes tea. Out Lundy of... <laughs> makes tea is the G plot. Peeing your pants is cool. Consider me, me Miles Davis. Davis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what this old Higgins. Oh, oh, we need her back just for that one. <laughs> old Higgins. That would have been a great line for her. That would have been. I wish she was still alive. I miss her. Yeah. So Esme says like she just opened the door and said that. Yeah. If peeing your pants is cool, <laughs> and then she closes it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, whatever Esme, that, that would have been better than half the material in this episode. <laughs> agreed. I would have preferred Ghost Higgins instead of Ghost Rudy, honestly. Yeah. yeah. If she's just sitting on the pew next to Dexter. Yeah. The cable repairman never actually showed up. <laughs> Esme says to LaGuardia, like, I'm still new at this. I appreciate your support. LaGuardia's like, I'm not going to tell anyone. LaGuardia's extra sneaky here. You know, she's very nice. Esme, she's supposedly and theoretically has her back and she's not going to rat her out. But like, obviously, she's got her own personal agenda. Meanwhile, Dexter is looking at a blood river on his computer. That's all that happens there in that little clip. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool, I a river. I even write that down. Yep. Because mm -hmm. yeah. it's meaningless. 
but he's looking at a, a river of blood because I think I actually do think he's looking for a new place to dump the bodies because his old Got place it. is now off limits. And now we're going to get to, I guess, the climax of this episode. Mean Bike, Joey Nunez is, he is in some random empty area and he's spray painting. <laughs> I don't know if he's in a warehouse. He's uh, like in an abandoned warehouse. An yeah. abandoned, yeah. Your spray painting is not going to be seen by that many people. Well, he's practicing. Okay. He's practicing in the privacy of his warehouse. He really so, likes graffiti. Yeah, he loves it. As much as bikes and as much as pee. Horse, <laughs> horse cock pulls up to this place. And he's got his so machete. he can fit in a car. He can what? fit in a car. He does. He can he fit in, in a car. A, yeah, yeah. But I don't know what I don't remember which car it was. This, that doesn't it was matter. It's a regular car. It's a regular no. car. So he gets yeah. out and he gets into an elevator from 1906. <laughs> where you have to like close six doors before the elevator oh, yeah. can move right mm -hmm. so he's in this elevator seemingly he's going after joey nunez right because joey is the one that ratted out the entire gang right. so he's right. got his machete and he's ready to kill this 12 year old boy the elevator stops horsecock is like what is going on you see dexter just fly out from the shadows he's trying out trank weapon number two this is this is Trank Spear. That's what this is. Right? Trank Spear Stick. I put Dexter uses a selfie stick with electricity on top to to shock little Chino. Could not have said it better myself. Yes. <laughs> just just to just to be clear, he had to he had to stab him in the throat, correct? He didn't stab him. He shocked him. It but was like isn't, a <laughs> Isn't the Trank Stick doesn't doesn't have to go into the throat. I don't think he tranks him. I think he just electrocutes. Like he shocks him. Okay, so it's an electric current. It's like a yeah. It's just like a giant selfie stick with an electricity with electricity hook. at the end. Okay. <laughs> All right. So he's got a giant electricity selfie stick. <laughs> that that's his weapon of choice here. So he's yeah. It's him. so dumb. Yeah. Through the elevator, through like three levels of elevator door. Yeah. And like little Chino, who like beat this guy with one hand can't just like knock it away right like <laughs> yeah just, oh! <laughs> i i don't know but he does get a few punches and doesn't he like he's getting shocked but he still like is able to like pull that yeah and... it's just like it is, this is three now like you can't think of any other way to get this guy first it's chickens then it's like walk down the street with a gun and now you have a selfie stick with electricity on top. <laughs> I, there's no, there had no. to have been a better way. Yeah, none of it works. None but of it works. works. No, this does. This does work. This does it, work. Uh, it works, but none of it works. You know what I mean? So meanwhile, the uh, elevator reaches the top floor where Joey Nunez is spraying. The doors open, and it's empty. The elevator's empty. So yeah. I guess Dexter got Little Chino off before he reached the top floor. Dexter says, here's he hoping saved Joey. he saved Joey Nunez. Here's hoping I'm back on my game is the voiceover. Horsecock wake, wakes up. Where are they? I don't know. Somewhere. They are maybe in the middle floor of this warehouse or they're somewhere else. I don't know. But at this point, he's got a full duct tape plastic wrap. Doesn't he blanket. get him into a doesn't he get him into a car? I thought I saw him put him in Does a trunk, he? but I don't know. That might have been from the last episode. I don't know. I don't know. 
I honestly, maybe if we were better at this, we would know, but I, I don't know because I'm I don't, not that good at it. So I don't yeah. really care where he is. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't make it clear. And he's wrapped in a plastic wrap blanket with duct tape. Dexter cuts the same cheek that he cut previously, which is kind of tough to watch. Like that, he like kind of cuts through all of Little Chico's <laughs> yeah. stitches. Like that's got Like to his suck. own is already cut. Yeah. Yeah. But this time he cuts with precision. He uses a turkey baster. He neatly He's got collects it. a blood sample. He's got it. <laughs> and he does say to Lil Chino, like, I'm not doing this to you. I'm doing it for me. He has pictures of Little Chino's victims all over the place. Dexter holds up the tiniest Bed Bath & Beyond candle to the picture of the little girl. And he's like, do you recognize her? He's like, And bro, I can't see that. he's You're like, going to have to get you a need bigger a bigger candle. candle. <laughs> I can't see anything. Remember that time you bought 200 of them? Yeah. Yeah. Where's that flashlight you almost used to hit dokes? Like, that would be Yeah, more effective that would have been, here. that would Yeah. have been a, yeah, yeah. This tiny candle does nothing. But he does say, you killed her innocence. You killed this little girl's innocence. He's holding the knife out in front of him. This time he's steady as a surgeon. Dexter can finally, after 39 days of living on Survivor on an island, he can finally stab and feels the release. So, 39 good for days, no murders, one, one one survivor. Yeah. Chino. And then the camera <laughs> yeah. zooms out and Dexter's on, an, Yeah. on a helicopter. So yeah, I mean, good job. He finally got his kill. He finally feels that release. And we're going to cut now to Dexter on his boat. And he, I guess, has found a newer, safer place. Like, what does he say? The Gulf Mm Stream, -hmm. I think. He's Which... like, if I drive a little bit further out, then all the body parts will get carried up to north. And, like, why did you just do that in the first place? Correct. So, yeah, he explains how the, the bodies will go into <laughs> the north. <laughs> His phone rings, if and it's... I just go a little further, then all these body parts will just go north. They'll just travel north, yes. So good, I'm glad he found that. His phone rings, and it's Rita, and she needs to see him right this second. It cannot wait. He walks into Rita's house, and here it is. We've got a shoe. We've got Paul's shoe sitting on the table. Like right And in the middle of the table. right smack in the center. <laughs> Like, don't we eat off this table? Why he's are like, you putting he's Paul's like, do shoe? I, do I, do I eat that? No, am Do I supposed to eat that? Do you want me to try it on? Am I Cinderella? I love when he says, what do we do with it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has this like facial okay. expression too, Yeah. which was an awesome acting moment So, yeah. where she's like, it's Paul's shoe. And he's like, oh, it's almost like this, like, oh, are we mourning? Are we like, okay, let's honor Yeah, the yeah, shoe. yeah. So what do, what do we do with it? What do we do with it? <laughs> do we tie it? <laughs> so she says to him, Paul kept insisting to me that like you hit him over the head and shot him up with drugs and like he begged me to help him and I hung up on him and now he's dead and he was beaten to death with a pipe and Paul paid the price for my dreams. So he's sitting there and he's like, Yeah. but he's like, do I lie? Is it worse for me to lie? Is she eventually going to find out the truth? So she's like, straight up, did you attack Paul? He finally admits to it. Now, so do you agree with him, like, admitting to this? Do you think that was the right call? I think he's backed into a corner at this point, Okay. and there's n there's no way that 
he's going to get away with a lie. He comes clean about doing it to protect them. So, so Rita's like totally cool at that part of it. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. But then, yeah. So then she, she, she oh, wait, but wait, before that, he does say it was totally an act of impulse. Right. All right. Right. So that's an important detail that he says when he's like, I, yeah, I did hit Paul to protect you and the kids, but it was an act of impulse. So he says it's an act of impulse. And she kind of puts two and two together and is like, wait, if it was an act of impulse, why did you go to the police station and get drugs and right. plant them as if he did them? And more importantly, how did you know how to cook heroin? Yes. Where'd you get the drugs? And he said stolen from the evidence locker. And she's like, wait, you just said you this was an act of impulse, but like you stole drugs in preparation for this. That would have been a better lie, right? If he said it was an act of impulse to hit Paul over the head. And then I needed to come up with some sort of like cover story. So that's when I drove to the police station to steal the drugs. Yes. Right. But, but he, he doesn't say that he says, yeah, he could have, he could have said that. He could have said that anyway. But the big, the bigger question is like, how does Dexter know how to cook? How to cook yeah. That, that's a, <laughs> actually a really legitimate question. Well, I had to, I had to look it up. I thought it'd be okay. funny if like, if like Heisenberg just walked in like out of nowhere. Oh my God. I am rewatching that right now. By the I way. mean, that was but like yeah. the first thing I thought of. Like, yeah, I mean, I had to look it up and breaking bad. It will not from that, from this point will not be out for another year, but I think maybe that's why this plot doesn't land with me because I think I probably started watching breaking bad around the same time. I was still watching Dexter or vice mm-hmm. versa or something. Yeah. But and when you have, when you have that show out and that's the central theme and it's so good. This is just like a poor man's breaking bad plot line, I think. Yeah. 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 And it, there are so many parts of Dexter that I, that I, if I were to pick between the two shows, I would still pick Dexter all day. But yes, I agree with you. If, if you're going to try to venture into the drug use and all of that, you better do it right. Or you better, you know, know what you're talking about because yeah I, Dex, Dexter just knows during that time play. both shows were popular and so I think Breaking Bad was getting a lot more like critical acclaim and it was obviously like obviously centered around this plot line and yep so to have yeah. it in Dexter just didn't, didn't feel right yeah I agree so Dexter had the drugs he lied about this being an active impulse and Dexter constantly is like out late and disappearing and like doesn't get home until like 3 a.m. She says to him, I'm going to ask you this once. Are you a drug addict? His acting is so good here. He like, he almost, he laughs for like a split second. And then you see his thought process of like thinking through the alternative, right? Of like, Mm -hmm. wait, this could work. This could be a good Mm -hmm. cover for what I do. So he says, yes, I have an addiction and he doesn't lie. Because he does have an addiction, yep. just not to heroin. Yep. And Rita cries and comforts him and says, like, you know, you admitted it. That That's step one. And we'll get you into a program. And we're going to get you the help that you need, Dexter. So this is going to set up the rest of the season for us here. Rita kind of like pushing Dexter through a program. Because Paul went through a program, right? So Rita does have 
experience and knowledge. I was so. just like broken up with his ass right on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. I'm not going right. through this shit again. Yeah. <laughs> when do these yeah. when do these stories ever end well? Like I a know. heroin addict. Like I know. come on. But yeah, she yeah. Cares, she still cares about him and I guess she's like, I'll help you through it. Blah yeah. blah blah. So now we're we're nearing the end of this episode, thankfully, and the there's a little montage here. Deborah is crying hysterically while trying to punch a bag at the gym. Dexter uh, deletes horsecock files and Blood River files off of his computer. And when he gets home, he puts the little blood slide, like, I guess the little Chino blood slide away. And like Deborah shows up at the same time. But thankfully, he locked the door so she doesn't see his blood slides. She comes in. Apparently, she found some for rent signs. And she tells Dexter this and he's like, you know what? I yeah, I I was in a bad mood earlier. Like, you don't need to do this. You don't need to you don't need to move out. It's okay. Don't don't worry about it. You're not ready. She's like, You sure? And he's like, No, get out. Which was kind of funny. <laughs> this is something that I have a question about because I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. She slams the door, right? And then she like comes back out and she's like, sorry, and then closes the door like nicely. And he mm-hmm. said his voiceover, I could be wrong in remembering this, but his voiceover says like, that's it. It's been there all along. He has this epiphany about like how to let his brother go. But how does this interaction with Deborah trigger that epiphany? I don't necessarily understand the connection. I don't either. And I, I'm going to get into what I would have done differently to make this episode better at the, okay. the back end here. Okay. I can... I could wait till it's over. Okay, so I'll just I'll just, okay. So for me, like the order of the scenes does not make sense. Okay, I think that. So real quick, he goes on the boat, right? He's mm-hmm. um gonna let go of his brother. And right. Here, you can just walk us walk us through it. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. So he he gets onto his boat. This is him saying goodbye to his brother. He's got a a metal like I guess it's a bullet. He's got a bullet, and then he sticks the bullet into the Barbie head that's been on his keychain and. The camera has shown us the Barbie head like multiple times in this episode. So he Mm -hmm. sticks the bullet into the Barbie head and he goes to like drop it into the water and his ghost brother swims up to the surface, grabs Dexter's arm and then Dexter like releases him and says, rest in peace. I am. And that's the end of the episode. I think that you fix this by changing the order of these scenes a little bit okay i think that it i think that it plays better if chino the chino kill is the end and i think that that would work better because like he has to come to the conclusion of letting rudy go before he can be himself again and who his true self is is someone that you know can kill people that have that deserve it that's his main thing so to have him like have this revelation after he's killed Shino just doesn't it doesn't make any sense for me because he's already back on his game. Yeah. So if this was the thing he needed to do to get back on his game, I think you put the Rita scene with the shoe and then you put the the boat and then you move the little Chino kill to the end. Mm. I think that that would have played so much better and made more sense. That's that's kind of what messed it up for me. I yeah, that's a really good point. I agree with you. I think that from the writing perspective, they were like, 
the little Chino, I mean, the, the Rudy plot is the A plot of this episode, which is why they wanted that to be sort of that ending moment of him letting go. Yeah. But I do agree with you that, yeah. like, it doesn't make a ton of sense. He sh he still technically should not have been able to go through with the kill because he's still he let until yeah. he drowns the wet Rudy ghost brother. Yes. But so I agree with you on that, on the order for sure. But do you think it's a better episode if you take that Chino scene and just shuffle it all the way to the end after the boat? No, I think it's definitely better. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> <Still> I <bad. laughs> I think it makes sense for sure. It makes more sense, but I I still think that they spent way too much time on a lot of things that they didn't need to spend time on. And I also don't understand why Dexter is struggling with how to let Brian go the whole episode, and then he just knows how to do it at the end. What right. what g gave him this knowledge? What was the epiphany? I still don't really understand what the epiphany was. And they could have tied that to the Rita thing. And that would have made more sense. Like when <laughs> it, he says, I have an addiction or whatever. I, yeah. I have an addiction. And then he has some inner monologue about how he's trying to figure himself out. Yeah. And I have an addiction. You know, this part of me that I can't let go. I need to let it go. Mm -hmm. Then he does the boat. Then he gets Chino. And I think that that works so much better. I agree. Than what yeah. they do. Yeah. And, and he's, like, defense, he's I... like able to do it again. I do think that probably actually helps with the episode in general. You're right. Doesn't make it great, but I think that it makes it it makes a little more sense that way. Yeah, like the scene the scene with Deb being right before letting Brian go, that does not make any sense to me. I just don't understand the connection. Maybe it's like the closeness with his sister that is like yeah. Maybe that's what we're supposed to take, but it just doesn't land with me. So. No, it doesn't. No. All right. But we've reached the end here. Uh, we do have a Dexter kill to rank. So we're mm -hmm. going to hear a little song we haven't heard since season oh, yeah. one. Here it is. He's back. Dexter murders people. Then we talk. We talk about how creative it was. That's happening now. Yeah. So for creativity, I gave it a five. Okay. Um, because I think selfie stick with electricity at the end <laughs> was not i mean i guess it's creative but i don't yeah, know I, but the other weird two, I, gave eights <laughs> I, gave eight, I gave eights to both banter and magnitude wow okay yeah i think the banter was i don't remember the dialogue but i know there was a lot of like i'm doing this for me more than i'm doing it to you okay and i know chino says some stuff that's pretty cool um <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember the exact dialogue <laughs> okay but I remember liking it and okay. the magnitude being eight because he really needed this one to get yeah. back on his game. You know, his, his, uh, his character was kind of fumbling for a while and his whole life, like his secrets were bubbling to the surface and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. so he felt like his world was spinning out of control. So he really needed this for what he thinks is, you know, his normal life, his sense of normalcy being in control and, so 21 out of 30. Okay. All right. And, and you know, Chino has been, he's like this little two-parter pilot bad guy. So Right. I went a little less than you. I, I went four for creativity. I had no idea where they were the whole time. The location is still <laughs> a mystery to me. And he just really just stabs him with a knife. So for me, the creativity was, yeah, he used selfie stick to 
<laughs> to neutralize him. But so the magnitude I did give a seven to because it, like you said, is a multi-episode monster and it does help him sort of right the ship. The pre-murder banter I gave a six to. I don't, I, I don't think the, the dialogue was meaningful enough to give anything more than that. So I gave it a 19 out of 30 total, which makes it a 20 out of 30 aggregate, which actually does put little Chino in second place if we're going to combine it with season one kills. Which yeah, I think, I think we, we probably, yeah, I think we yeah, should. Yeah, because we don't get one every episode. Yeah. Right. So now we're going to move on to our Dirty Devs quote of the episode. You got one? I do. Is it the same as mine? Uh, who, who's the fucking asshole that left this here? Oh, nice. <laughs> and it's Lieutenant. It's Sergeant fucking asshole. Oh, it's special, special agent, agent asshole. asshole. Yeah. Special, special agent fucking asshole. Who's going um, to go make some tea? Yeah, tea takes time. Did you know? Tea takes tea time. Just ask Flipper. And Stam. <laughs> yeah. So my Dirty Devs <laughs> quote of the episode is, you totally douched me in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she says to LaGuardia. <laughs> Which when you and stop Maria's to... like, I'm pretty sure I didn't. That's yeah. pretty gross, Deb. Yes. <laughs> when you stop to think about it, it that may be the dirtiest Deb quote you can think of. Yeah, that one's better. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> We've got our MVPs, LVPs, Flemvizines. Hey, that's it. That's the moment. I forgot how to that's be a person. It. Yep. That's okay. That's it, is it? So, <laughs> I'll go first. Um, <laughs> I don't. I. It was really difficult to come up with anybody for anything. Um, yep. My M. <sighs> yeah. Nobody did anything. There was nothing accomplished in at all. Nobody did anything. Um, my first MVP. I'm giving to Spanish grandma. Um, <laughs> no, are you really? Yes, she's getting an MVP Good. for calling the cops out for not being able to do anything ever. Okay. And love it. somebody did. I love that we're going to get someone different on our positive one board now. I mean, I really tried to find another one and I okay. could not do it. Okay. Um, well, yeah, no, if she's your top choice, then that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, who do you have that did something better? So I have LaGuardia. Because I do feel like she is in this role of like not lieutenant, but like in the bullpen, she's sort of found this sweet spot where she is proving that she is the more capable choice. And she mm -hmm. always seems like she has a plan and she's like more on top of her game than I've seen in a while. So I'm going to give one to LaGuardia. My other yeah. one is uh, I put Rita, but I don't know why. <laughs> I guess for her. like not not giving up on Dexter after he comes out as being a an addict and being supportive, okay. giving okay. Paul a funeral even though he didn't really deserve much, and she still did right by her kids. I guess you know like a way to remember their father and right. you know let let him go the right way. So okay, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's fair. It was a stretch. Yeah, I. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't, but I, I was going to give one to Dexter just for writing the ship and for letting go. I can't, Honestly, if there was someone else that did anything, I would give it to them. But <laughs> I think that I have to go Dexter just because he's finally, he rediscovered his mojo. 
and that's it. But it, it took him until the very end of the episode. So it's not like he was an MVP this entire episode. It was like the last four yeah. minutes. So, and I couldn't just because he's like the most wanted criminal in Miami now and yeah. doesn't seem to care. I didn't Somehow. give him an LVP though. You didn't? Okay. Who'd you give LVPs no, I gave one to? SMA. Okay, good. LVPs were SMA Pascal. <laughs> okay. It was, um, all she's done is show up, send people to look in water, and then cry about her boyfriend. Yep. <laughs> That's all, literally all she's done on the show. That's it. That's it. <laughs> And then I'm giving one to, uh, I'm sorry, but Frank Lundy kept your water bottle in a briefcase. <laughs> like, who does that? Mobile aquarium, right? Which <laughs> <laughs> is not a good place to keep a thermos. Like, if you're going to yeah. drink your water, carry it separately. You're right. Um, I don't right. see any reason why you would ever keep, like, a like a container of liquid in a briefcase <laughs> for any No, it reason. doesn't belong there. It doesn't belong there, especially no. if you have paper no. in there. It doesn't belong. It does not belong there. And uh, you've ruined all your shit. Yeah, he also really didn't take any time to make tea. So there's that. And he was mean to Dokes for no reason. Okay. I mean, he kind of had a reason, but... I agree with you on Esme. Um, and then I am going to give the other LVP to Dokes, who can't get on the task force because he can't play well with others and then proceeds to curse at others. <laughs> so... I yeah, got to give it to Dokes. Proving there. the point immediately. Yes. All, like, if I'm him, all you have to do is be like, no, I can. Give me, like, give me three days. I'll prove to you that, like, <laughs> I can work well with others. And you'll let me on it. But no. Yeah, but he can't. He can't. He can't. He's just going to be, like, a nice guy out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, it's okay, everybody. I'm, uh, we're cool. <laughs> Any, anyone need to talk? Come here. Come here. <laughs> sit on, sit on Dokes' Dexter, lap. Dexter. <laughs> Sit on Doxy's lap. I thought you were going to say sit on my face. <laughs> sit on Doxy's face. Yeah, we're all good. I don't even remember. We're going to get back. About. We're going to get back. No, the, that's it. That's it. The, the LVPs are Esme times two, uh, Dokes and Lundy. Uh, our new scoreboard looks like this. Uh, LaGuerta ha is in first place with two points. Um, we've got a four-way tie. Nope, five-way tie in second place. We've got Deborah, New Cody, Horsecock, Spanish Grandma, and Rita all tied in second with one point. Then we've got a three-way tie in, with negative one point. We've got Dexter, Lundy, and Deborah Goons. Finally, in last place, Esme Pascal with negative three. Yeah. I do think we probably should have given Angel one at some point a negative, but it's okay. So many I other people like, suck. I, I'm not happy about little Chino ending up in a positive, but it's fine. He was kind of a monster, though. Yeah, yeah. it is yeah. what it is. It is what it. That's this is how the cards unfolded. Okay, we can't argue with it. <laughs> this is this is it. Let's rank this bad boy. What did you give the episode here? Um. Well, I liked it less than the last one for sure uh so 6.5 it's just a little bit less 6.5 okay i thought it, i thought that the a plot was was boring did not enjoy the letting go stuff i thought they could have wrapped that up in the pilot i think that we just wanted we want to see this babe harbor stuff really kick off with lundy and the task force and dexter and his own his own crew hunting him down 
Uh, they give you like a little teaser, but then the rest is just like, remember season one, remember season one. And yeah, that's why I didn't like it. You were a lot more generous than I was. I gave this a 4.5. Wow. Yeah. What? Yeah. You gave it a what? 4.5. Oh, wow. Yeah. You thought this was the worst episode of Dexter so far? No, I gave Crocodile a four. Oh, okay. All which right. was season one, episode two. To me, I just did not connect with probably 90% of the stuff that happened in this episode. Okay. Yeah, I that's just fair. felt yeah. kind of like lost on it. Um, but the aggregate here then is a 5.5, which makes this tied for second to last with the pilot. It'll get better. It will. It will get better. Um, I know I know. season two has its highs and lows, but it does. I think we, once this Bay Harbor stuff starts to take off a little more, I think we get into some better material. Well, that I think that's part of the reason why this was so rough for me was because we were introduced to this seemingly amazing new plot last episode, mm -hmm. and we barely got to scratch the surface of it. And if you're going to tease us with that, like... Yeah. do it jump right into it like yeah. we there's a way to make them both happen at the same time but this felt like way too long of a transition from mm -hmm. one to two we've got we've got some more things to look forward to and we get a new new character introduced next episode which is a very important we do. character next week uh next week we have season two episode three which is called an inconvenient lie okay and i know there's some narcotics anonymous stuff yes and that's all i know yeah that's all that's i remember all I got. but if you if you like what you hear and you want to you want to keep listening to us as we continue to churn out these episodes once a week which is awesome um you can find us on spotify on apple podcast on iHeartRadio, and you, you can also find us on instagram at bay harbor bros we also have an email bayharborbros at gmail.com Please write into us. You know, watch watch episode one of this season as well, or listen to episode one, because you can hear mm -hmm. Ju Julie Benz, who sent us that message, uh, which was awesome. Yeah. And we're, we're still trying to get Julie to appear on our show. So fingers crossed on that. We'll, we'll get her. We'll get her. You think? Fingers no. crossed. No, it's you don't okay. think. Okay. All right. <laughs> Realistically, I, I think okay, I agree though. with you. Until next time. If you need help vandalizing warehouse after you wet your pants and Oprah isn't around, you can always mm. be our dark passenger along for the ride. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>